0: Hi, you're listening to the ID Spring Capital podcast, a show where we discuss the latest trends in technologies, startups, and tech entrepreneurship in India. Today's conversation is about the internet of things, and we're joined by Deepak Agrawal, AVP at ID Spring Capital, and Derek Jose, co-founder and CTO of Flutura, which is in the industrial IoT intelligence space and specializes in decision analytics for the energy and engineering sector. We cover everything from the current state of IoT, interesting use cases, different business models that power IoT, privacy and security of the data generated by IoT-enabled devices, and a whole lot more. Please enjoy.
1: Thanks, Derek, for joining us today. I haven't seen uh, the industrial IoT and the IoT sector for more than two decades. What are your thoughts on the current state of IoT India or globally?
0: Uh, there are three uh, essential forces at work in the IoT marketplace. Uh, the first trend we are seeing is it's moving from bus to bucks, where Business buyers are demanding economic value being unlocked from the IoT infrastructure. We are seeing this a lot in healthcare and agriculture, where there are quantifiable dollars which can be attributed to the IoT infrastructure being in place. The second force at work is, IoT is moving from the foreground to the background, especially in healthcare, where the monitoring happens very, very silently in the background. You only know when you're you're wired up when an anomaly happens. The third force at work, uh, which is very, very significant is that IoT is becoming omnipresent across verticals. Uh, There are smart-connected cows in Netherlands and New Zealand. The farmer is able to figure out the uh, eating habits of the cow and correlate it to the yield of the milk. Uh, There are smart-connected farmlands in Andhra and Telangana where the plants essentially will talk to the farmer and say which plants need watering them and which plants do not need. There is a startup called NadiX out of Australia which essentially embeds technology into your yoga pants whereby we can know at what point in time you need a tweak to your asana, how long you are there in each position. All the statistics are captured and analyzed. And last but not the least, uh, smart connected hearts. Apple today has the largest connection of human heartbeats on their cloud systems. So it's really entering into daily lives on a massive scale silently, virtually.
1: That's interesting. Having seen multiple implementations for an organization considering IoT, what is your thoughts or recommendations on how can they get started?
0: Uh, we did a lot of uh, experiments initially. We had a lot of failed starts. Uh, after a lot of implementations, we have boiled it down to three important steps which guarantee a successful IoT outcome. The first step is to identify a very sharp business problem which needs to be solved, which unlocks tremendous value, economic value. What we call as finding the intersect between the business case and the use case. The second step is essentially to create an IoT blueprint, you need to map out the personas who would consume those data products. What are their existing user journeys? What are the target user journeys? What are the existing friction points? What are the moments of truth? What habits you need to change? It essentially documents all of that. What process and assets are there on the way? What sensor instrumentation? What fault modes? So it's a map of all of that. Step three is a soft aspect, extremely important, is you need to have an executive sponsor who sets up the culture. Culture is nothing but the behaviors we we reward actually. So the executive sponsor along with the culture is an essential scaffolding for the IoT project to get executed successfully. So these are the three things which typically guarantee success.
1: So that leads us to my next question. There are IoT use cases which impact cost and there are IoT use cases which impact revenue. In this context, what are the various business models powered by IoT? Yeah, so this is the most exciting category
0: of use cases where IoT essentially enables new revenue streams to flow into the organization. And there are four models which you have seen typically work. The first model is where you have a service which is essentially monitoring as a service, if you will. And a classic example of that is Ford has this OnStar model where at the push of a button, uh, they get access to a live agent who has access to all the diagnostics in the car, the location, the ambient conditions a classic example is if it's an old couple they're getting stuck on a snowstorm they can just push the button and they immediately get help uh, and they are, have to charge them only 20 to 25 dollars a month it's a wow. good revenue stream uh, recurrent and predictable the second model which you are seeing work is asset as a service so typically uh, for example in the oil and gas uh, industry you typically buy equipment by budgeting for a capex you have to buy a large fracking pump you have to pay 1.5 million dollars. Now they're changing the model where instead of giving a capex, you only charge for usage. So instead of upfront spending 1.5 million dollars, there are a lot of instruments around it which essentially track usage of the fracking pump and you only pay for the usage. It's kind of like a pseudo-EMI model. So asset as a service is the second model which works. Third is paper outcome which is a very tough model to execute on the ground but GE has started doing that for a very complex asset like a turbine, where you pay per thrust. So they charge per thrust, not you don't have to pay for the engine, (laughs) you pay per thrust. They started piloting that, and if that succeeds, it completely changes the game. Last thing model which is uh, seen is uh, benchmarking as a service. So one of the uh, shipping companies in Houston we worked with, they collected a lot of engine data from ships. And by benchmarking, they'll be able to tell when a ship is getting old, and needs to be remodeled or sold off, and they'll also help find the buyer. So they use IoT data and create a marketplace and make sure that they get a buyer also and they take a piece of that. So it's a benchmarking as a service model. So monitoring as a service, asset as a service, paper outcome, benchmarking as a service of practical business models which are generating new revenue streams.
1: That's an interesting thought. But what are some of the game-changing use cases of IOT which you have seen in your journey over the 20 years?
0: <laughs> the the, the Once really game-changing have happened in the last, I would say the 12 <laughs> months or so. For example, we were talking to Chevy and they have a program in place where they're using IOT data to essentially calculate a driving behavior score for the car. So Chevy has access to the driving habits. Are you driving at high speed, low speed? How many times you brake? all those events are captured and finally boiled down to a driving habit score and this driving habit score is attached to a zip code and once you anonymize that information you can average it out and say in this zip code what is the average driving behavior and that information is syndicated to insurance companies who then use it to price insurance for that zip code so it's a question of how do you use iot data to do personalized pricing so that You don't generally give a blanket pricing for all the people you essentially know basing it on data and data keeps changing if Mm -hmm. you start changing your behavior it it reflects on your insurance pricing model so that is one game-changing thing where the pricing model of insurance companies are affected by the iot data the second is something which we heard last week the spate of shootings in us right so there's this company called eagle tech essentially has created a sense so once a shootout happens, the immediate event which needs to happen, there needs to be a lockdown. So all the rooms need to be shut. Uh, so they have created a, a gunshot event detection system. So the moment it hears a gunshot, automatically it sends a send signal, electronic signal, for all the doors to be locked. Okay, and it reduces the latency between the event and the response, so that lives can be saved. It, it's a classic example for a very important problem that country Absolutely. has to solve. For. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the third interesting thing is uh, IoT being used in the context of emotion detection. So your camera becomes a sensor. So this company called Affectiva, which essentially looks at your face and you are able to detect 17 emotional states in your body and they are fairly accurate. So they are machine learned uh, human behavior from visuals and the moment it sees a new face uh, it is able to match against a signature expression state what kind of Things going on. These are, and this can be applied for a. So, for example, in an autonomous car situation. So, if you're driving a car, and you're you're having a lot of rage in your face. It will not give you control back because it it does recognize that emotion in you. Uh, so, and and you're sitting in a psychological situation diagnosis. So most of the time in a psychological situation, the counselor is trying to understand the emotional state of the other person that can be dramatically shortened with this kind of technologies. These are really, really dramatic games in use cases.
1: So these are some interesting use cases that you talked about, Derek. Switching gears to the consumer side now, there are many connected home products that have benefited from the widespread availability of newer and more advanced sensors from smart locks to smart bulbs what does the future of a smart home look like in your mind i would focus on the truly utilitarian use cases of smart connected
0: homes okay the first outcome which a household wants to impact is security outcomes you know whether it is intruder detection so any use case related to guaranteeing security for the infrastructure building house family powered by iot uh, would be very welcome the second important Category of use cases would be anything which helps reduce energy consumption. You know, you have a lot of smart meters and it tracks the hourly usage of electricity by household. And if you can use that data to benchmark and say, hey, among all the members in your building, yours is the highest usage. If you can benchmark within the building, within the society, and, and help drive that sensitivity towards energy consumption, that would be a good outcome. And then many companies have started doing that, a gamification of energy data from IoT sensors. The third area is water consumption. It, it's slowly emerging. I think there are a lot of use cases where you can use a lot of sensor data to impact water consumption habits of each household. So security, energy, water, would be three utilitarian use cases there are cosmetic use cases but
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i think yeah in the wake of what is happening in cape town obviously the use case around uh, having the monitoring of water is very important but also at the same time we just seen that amazon acquiring ring so it's i think the whole space is getting hot and up so you think that there will be more startups coming in this space and there will be more and more use cases coming in this side of iot yeah, I, I think the large companies have realized that
0: uh, the biggest uh, moat or differentiator you have with respect to computation is what kind of exclusive access you have to privilege data. So if you wear that lens, uh, the biggest battle for the home is the battle for data about behavior inside the house. Any device which is emitting, whether it is a thermometer, the small, small things which are emitting a lot of data, which tells you collectively the habits of the household is very important to large companies. So the... Event of ringing the bell is very important because you know uh, you can have a business model where in exchange for ringing doorbell data, uh, you can power some of Amazon's services like when are they most likely to be home and, and and data is extremely big. So this is one important visible use case using that event data to figure out when to deliver could be a utilitarian use case, but. Having said that, this can be overlaid with Amazon Echo and other kinds of things that they have inside the house to get a 360 degree portrait of the household itself using proxy signals, and that can be used to cross sell various value-added services. Amazon, as whether it's organic food or, whatever. but I think the battle is going to be inside the house, and this is one piece of that.
1: There are so many new IoT-enabled devices coming out every year. How do you see all these devices working together?
0: Yeah, so there are uh, consortiums which are forming, vertical specific consortiums which are forming. So one example I could think of is IIC consortium, industrial internet consortium, which is a body of sensor manufacturers, equipment manufacturers coming together uh, to find a common language to talk to each other. Uh, And the second is smart meter consortium. I, I think these consortiums will be voluntary based and uh, adoption is voluntary, uh, unless until regulator comes and says, uh, you have to follow this. But these uh, consortium, bottom-up consortiums are emerging. Uh, depends upon how it will unfold in the
1: years to come. Derek, let's talk a little bit about privacy and security aspect. We've spoken about smart homes and in general how devices are getting smarter, with many devices eventually taking over our lives. There are many concerns about hackers getting into them and stealing data or worse what are your thoughts on this and are we doing enough
0: so there are two dimensions to it one is the pace at which technology is evolving the sensors instrumentation the connectivity and the second is the pace at which the legal framework is evolving so the technology is way ahead mm-hmm. the legal framework is yet to catch up i would say right. and because of that gap between technology going at an exponential phase and legal moving at an incremental phase, there are bound to be... Hitches. Uh, yeah, there are going to be issues which cannot be resolved immediately, I would say. But you will need a couple of those instances to heighten the urgency from the legal framework. Unless and that happens, uh, that sense of urgency will not... Because it's very difficult for them to imagine the scenarios which would evolve as a result of technology going forward. Uh, there's no easy answer, uh, but uh, the immediate thing is to make sure that how can you... Shorten the gap between technology and the legal framework that solution has to be multidimensional the technological dimension is easy you can always put uh, uh, Security around the sensors the transmission that part is easy, but the legal framework is the most important who owns the data to, Who owns the data who has collected will will the generator of data know that his information is being shared? Uh, who will enforce it and then those kind of constructs are still missing the big holes
1: there interesting and I think the governments will have a big play in that along with the large corporation which is working on sitting on this particular Absolutely. data. So yeah. that will be an interesting comment. As an extension to our uh, you know, earlier uh, thoughts on the uh, IoT-enabled devices, uh, do you see us moving to an interoperable standard where we will uh, continue with every company having its own platform? Is that a, a scenario that you see right now or there will be a common platform where everybody will come together?
0: No, it's not natural for people to come together to, into a common platform. To some extent, you'll have to understand uh, who's the actor enforcing uh, the interoperability. So for example, in regulated industries like telecom banking, or even for that matter in pharma, there is a regulatory body which says if you don't add to the standards, you're not even in the game. Huh. Okay, Then it's very natural for everybody to align together. In that standard. Makes sense. But in, in unregulated industries where, where it's voluntarily, uh, it becomes a different rhythm, you know, it, it evolves at its own pace, uh, there are various forces at play, you know, and there's no common guy to orchestrate it. The, the giants typically win that. So those are the two kinds of rhythms we'll see unfold. Regulated uh, rhythms where the regulator enforces the standard, unregulated areas where a consortium wins, a consortium of private players
1: wins. True. True. I think that we can take maybe drones as an example wherein the security and some of these things are still lacking because there's no real body or the government body or even the corporate body which is being covered in the Mm -hmm. rules. What do you think will be the biggest motivation for mass consumer adoption and when can we see it happening?
0: So so there are... uh if you really abstract it there are two drivers of human behavior right either fear or hope right uh, if you fear for your health if you fear for your security and you think there is a iot solution which has a remote chance of winning you'll grab it so that that consciousness has to creep in if not people have to see uh, then you're selling hope in which case you they need to see a tangible economic benefit they'll start using their rational brain huh. Uh, so, you, the, the classic example is video cameras, right? Uh, it was not; it was seen as uh, nice to have earlier, yep. but today because of the heightened security conditions, it's, it's kind of a must have because it's driven by fear. Yep. Yeah. So, it, it boils down to two, two forces at work, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of hope.
1: <laughs> Interesting. So, we're seeing many smart devices in the market these days. What kind of devices do you see taking off over the next 12 months? some of the u- use
0: cases would be related to diabetes monitoring diabetes monitoring is a very powerful area where uh, there is a rapid fluctuation in the sugar levels even within the day and this is a solution whereby it can be monitored remotely and there can be uh, real time interventions that can be massive market for a country like india again on a similar case uh, smart connected heart monitoring uh, especially so if you have a lot of uh, folks who are whose parents are living alone out here and, and the children are living abroad. They're not price sensitive. And if you can have a solution which guarantees that the, peer, the parents are taken care of using IoT solutions, I think that can be a huge niche market. And the third area is for a country like India is agriculture, precision agriculture, we talked about it later, and security, schools and public infrastructure. So these are some of the areas which Healthcare, security, and agriculture, where there's true business value, which can be perceived, I think will take off fast.
1: Interesting. And I think slowly we are also moving towards the elderly care using smart devices and that's, IoT. That, that's, that a, a that's a massive
0: There's so. one uh, interesting use case I heard where there is a company which is focused only on carpet sensors. They have sensors which monitor the carpet. Very simple thing. Uh, one of the common problems is many people fall down and they, they've fallen down for a long time. Nobody knows Nobody about knows it. it. Neighbors yeah. don't even know that they've fallen down. So these guys make sure that if somebody falls down within the house, somebody comes to know about it. A very simple utilitarian use case. High frequency it's very, powerful, case. Yeah? very powerful. Very yeah. powerful. Uh, I think people would pay
1: for it. Absolutely. That's a great thought.
0: Thank you for listening to the Idea Spring Capital podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at IdeaSpringCap. That is, idea, spring, cap. This podcast was recorded by Skapari, your complete digital marketing agency.